Unfiltered by a Carnation, airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at perfecttrustproductions.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday night segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Philip Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. This evening's show is fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. Thank you very much. So tonight, guys, we have an amazing guest, and if you do not know who she is, then you clearly do not watch any TV at all. So please welcome Miss T. Wallace to the show. T. is an internationally known actress with over 200 films, five TV series, and 400 commercials. She is best known for her role as the mother in Steven Spielberg's E.T. and the mom, Donna and Cujo. Dee has appeared on every major network and talk show, including Oprah and Today's Show. She has authored many books on the subject of self-creation. Her newest book is Born, Giving Birth to a New You. Dee is also a healer and helps so many people. And you can find her books and all of her work on her website, imdwallace.com. So please let's welcome her to the show. Welcome. Yay. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, guys. What an intro. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I mean, we are, we're so excited to get to see you and talk to you. Oh, good. Let's, let's create good stuff for everybody. Yes. <laughs> Um, so Horsefly Chronicles Radio is a little different. We are paranormal and entertainment at the same time. And one of the most favorite movies of all time, E.T. I mean, who does not love that movie? Um, um, yeah, we're, we're just so excited that you're joining us tonight. <laughs> you are the busiest actress in Hollywood right now. You have the most film credits and you are the most iconic actress of all time. So how do you do it and how does it feel to be still such a popular actress? Well, it feels great because that's what I love to do. So, um, you know, that's why I wrote Born because I am a pretty amazing creator everywhere in my life. And, um, and I wanted to write down the formula in a book so everybody can start creating what they want in their lives. Uh, you know, it's how I created E.T. Um, didn't even audition for E.T. Uh, it's how I created my daughter, who they said I would never have, and created three series using these principles. So, you know, I don't have any belief in older women don't work in Hollywood. So um, the world kind of shows up around the beliefs you hold about it and the beliefs you hold about yourself. So I just get up every day and go, great, what else can I create today? And the universe brings it in. That's an amazing, inspiring attitude. I love it because uh, you have that energy and that reflection to help other people uh, yeah. achieve their goals in a sense where, you know, it's never too late to get started um, and believe in yourself, right? Yeah, um, I didn't even start out as an actress till I was 27. I, uh, had, I taught high school. Uh, never been out of Kansas in my life. And at the end of my first year of teaching, went, wow, if I don't get out of here now, I'm never going to get out of here. So uh, I announced that I was going to move to New York to become an actress. And everybody, everybody but my mom said, God, you don't know anybody. Nobody knows you. 
why do you think you're going to go to New York and and be an actor when you you don't have any connections or anything? I said, well, I'll make them. Wow. So, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in naivete. I think when you're naive, like E.T. was, uh, you always get to the home of where you want to get to because you trust. You don't have all that bullshit going on about, oh, my God, what if I can't? And, oh, my God, if they, what if they don't like me? And what if I don't make it? And you just go... I'm going to go to New York and be a movie star. <laughs> Look at that. That's amazing. From the time I left Kansas till the time I started in ET was just a little over five years. Wow. Pretty incredible. amazing. Yeah. That really is amazing. Um, yeah. well, you know, you, I guess you didn't set up for um, plan B, which if you didn't make it, you had plan A and you went with plan A and that was to make it and make it happen. And obviously you achieved that and so much more and you're helping other people along the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've just always been a teacher. I love teaching. I had my own dance school. I had my own acting studio. Um, I teach a lot in my healing work now. So it's very much a part of who I am. And, Quite truthfully, I think actors teach every time they perform. It's true. Very, very I would true. agree, yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. we taught the world. We we changed the world with the movie E.T. You did. Oh, most uh, Hey, speaking really quickly off the cuff, the movie's incredible. But Thanks. let's flip the script. What are your thoughts on the aliens at the same time? Oh, for sure, aliens are here. I, I think anybody that doesn't uh, think there are aliens among us or visiting us, I like the term "watching over us." I worked a lot with Dolores Cannon, and oh, okay. uh, <clears throat> she and I both channeled the information that. Um, there are definitely, definitely aliens, but they are here to help and support us, guide us as much as they can, but they cannot interfere on our creation because we were given free will to create ourselves. So Spielberg kind of got it right with E.T. They're nice, they're loving, uh, they're smarter. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they they want to be our friends. Yeah. And um, I, I am a believer in aliens. And if someone would ask you, well, how come they don't show up on the White House lawn or New York City? And, and you know, what's your thoughts on that? Because they won't? Well, what good would it do? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's explore that. What good would it do for them to do that? Call out the National Guard, put everybody in fear of something that they don't know and don't understand. Yeah. Better that they mm, guide and try to influence without interfering from afar. When we're ready, when we're ready and we're open, They'll come, I think. I agree with that. Definitely. Do you think some of the technology that we have is from them? Oh, for sure. I think a lot of the creative uh, manifestations are from them. I mean, if you go back in time, films and songs have... Uh, creatively outlined the future for us before the future got here. Right? Yes. So, you know, I'm a channel. I'm a clairaudient channel. I know that all the information is right here for everybody. Um, and 
from people who are open to channeling that higher information, uh, I truly believe that the aliens connect with them. However, saying that, I also know that everything's energy. We learned that in fifth grade, that's science. Energy's neutral. There's no positive or negative energy. And the highest word for God is energy because energy is everything and everywhere. So that being said, aliens are just another installment of energy, right? Yes, I love the way you put that, definitely. I like that. You know, before we get into your book, um, you're, you're best known and, and loved for your role in ET, as we all know, as Mary, um, the mom. And it's the, it's the film's 40th anniversary. Um, how proud are you of this classic film? Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Um, who knew that it would become our Wizard of Oz? Certainly I mean, when we did it. Yeah. Um, very proud to be a part of it. Very uh, moved uh, often by the stories that I get uh, when I make personal appearances of how that film has changed their lives and yeah. affected them for the better. Um, it's it's literally a part of our of our world now. The terminology, you know, the open heart, the which is a lot of my um, teaching in my healing work. So I don't think it was by accident. I don't really believe in accidents anyway. That I was um, destined, if you will, or created or I magnetized that film to me because it's uh, pretty much everything that I teach right now. Yeah. Yes. And so let's, let's talk about your book, Born Giving, Giving Birth to a New You. Um, how are some of the themes in the book reflected on the movie E.T.? Well, you know, you have to know what you want. And that sounds real easy. But most of the people I work with, when I ask them what they want, they can't tell me. Mm -hmm. They'll tell me what they don't want. Or they'll tell me what they're afraid they can't have. But it, it can take up to 20 minutes for me to get somebody so frustrated that they finally went, go, my God, I want blah, blah. So that's the first thing. You see, E.T. was very clear about what he wanted. He wanted to go home. So he made a choice. I am going home. And that's the first part of all creation. You have to know what you want. And you have to say, okay, I'm doing it and I'm committing to it. Right. So no matter what, he was going to get home one way or another. He was going to get home. He got home <laughs> and he committed to that. Yeah. He kept his heart open because love is the most powerful force in creation we have. Now, most people are trying to get love or give love. And the answer is to be love. So most people don't love what they want because they don't have it. So gotcha. let's take um, health, for example. If you have cancer, you're not focused on health. You're not feeling love around health. You're trying to fix and judge the dis-ease that you have. That is not in alignment with the love for yourself, by the way. If you don't have money, you're judging money, you're hating money because you don't have it. You hate the people that do have it. While most of us, by the way, are subconsciously living the old beliefs like I was, that I was raised with that 
money's the root of all evil or they're the rich people, we're the good people. That was my, that was my message in the Midwest, you know, or all the BS religious stuff that we're taught that God doesn't love you if you're wealthy, you know, it's all such limiting man-made belief systems so that man can control other men. Yeah. True. God said, I want to give you all the desires of your heart. God said, these miracles and more will you do also. And then the men representing God come in to lead us and give us all these limiting beliefs that hold us back and hold us out of our power and keep us from our joy. So one of the big things in Born, one of the most important chapters, I think, is the chapters uh, on three pillars. And when I say things have to be in alignment, you have to be in alignment, it means you have to be in harmony with what you want or uh-huh. in love with what you want. So how I see myself, how I see the world, and how I see others seeing me, totally locked in our brains by eight years old. So whatever we're taught or modeled between conception and eight years old, that's what we truly believe the world works like. And we start building our life on those beliefs for the rest of our life until we wake up. So cut to ET, I'm catapulted to fame. I started making all this money and I went, oh my God, I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. And I shut off for a year. Wow. Until I went, you know, there's something not truthful about this. My money and my fame have no power of their own. It's my consciousness that affects what my money and my power does. And I know I'm a good person. And I know the more money I make, the more I can enhance my daughter's life, my friends' lives, the more I can give money to the people that I believe in and the charities that I believe in. So it was a 180 for me when I realized that all the people who really, really loved me really didn't know. Mm. I like the way you put that. It's so beautifully put, yes. It, it gives a different perspective on a higher vibration, the way she put that. That's... that's. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all met well, you know, they were just teaching us what they'd been taught. So sins of the fathers passed down, you know. That's true. Very, very true. So I'm I'm sure our our listeners want to know how, um, how, you know, you kind of explained before how you got started so young as an actress and, you know, what drove you to really, become the scream queen actress that you like to say. <laughs> Nothing, drove me. Nothing drove me there. Uh, horror films discovered me. The first <laughs> film I ever did was a religious film. The oh. next film I did was The Hills Have Eyes, which kind of yeah. sums up the dichotomy of my life. <laughs> it does. I spent half my life doing horror films and the other half of my life teaching and healing people from fear. So, uh, and then, you know, I did 10 with Blake Edwards, which was a comedy with Dudley Moore. Yeah. And uh, then uh, The Howling found me. And then I went to E.T., which... It's a lot of comedy if you watch yeah. the film. Not a horror film. Yeah. It's all about love. And so, you know, I've just been all over the place. I have several horror films coming out. I have a romantic comedy. I have two family films. 
in the in the works. Um, a really great new comedy limited series. Um, I I just I just want to attract really good roles with nice people who yeah. are talented. Yeah. You know, life's too long to work with the assholes anymore. I just won't do it. <laughs> Very true. Do yeah. you like you prefer um doing horror than um any other type of role? I prefer doing a great role. Okay, yes. Perfect answer. Yeah. The the um I have a question for you. Which hills have eyes were you in? Because I kind of love all of them. Yes, we do. Which one was it? One or two? Oh, one, baby. One, wow. Um, was the Hills Have Eyes based on something that was true? Not as far as I know, but, you know, I was just happy to get a freaking part back then. Yeah. Everybody said, well, you know, did you worry that people got killed? And did you worry about your career? I'm going, are you kidding me? It was the lead part in the movie. <laughs> and I was starting out, right? So... I was just happy to get a gig. Yep. It's crazy. We we actually watched that movie not too long ago. We did. And then you're in you're in Halloween, um, Halloween another favorite of ours. Halloween, yep. Michael Myers. Yeah, I've done uh, five movies now for Rob. Wow. Love him. Incredible. Love him. He's a great guy. And also not too uh, long ago, you were in thirteen. Thirteen fanboy. Fan you know another awesome. I film. have to let's 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 talk about thirteen fanboy. Um, that was directed by our very good friend Deborah Voorhees. Yes, we love her. Oh my God, and, I love her so much. Yes, and uh, kind, loving, to dynamic. You uh, don't want to fool with Deborah. <laughs> she really, really, really is. And we love this movie. When she sent me that script, I read it and I went, oh my God, how has nobody come up with this idea before? Yes. You know, that all these actresses are being stalked by, we believe, a fan. Yeah. It's so simple, but... It, as far as I know, it had never been done before. Maybe and I more. love the idea, too, that you guys brought everybody back together. Like, she brought everybody back together. Yeah. And that was such, that it was a great movie. And it did really Thank well, too. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do, too. Great. So happy. We love that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody should, should go watch it, because it's a... You gotta it's watch the movie. It's definitely, different, you know. Would there be uh maybe there might be a 13 fanboy part two? Oh yeah. Got me, you'd have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously doubt there'll ever be an ET two. No, you can't mess well, with that. Well, isn't that like the, you know, sometimes you have the original, and the original's the best. Yeah. And then some of these movies I see when they try to do sequels, they kill it. They yeah, kill they, it. And it's like, why did you bother? The Godfather, the Godfather was an exception, but most of the time, the the next one for me anyway is a letdown. Yeah, I agree. Well, The Wizard of Oz, there was never a part two. Right? No. no, 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 no. Oh God, no. And Dorothy wanted to go home. See that? It was all about the love, and she wanted to go home. Look, you know, we keep getting this message. The, I, the line literally is, you had the power all along, Dorothy, mm -hmm. which is pretty much what Bourne is about. If you don't accept the power of your own creation, that invites everybody and everything else in all of energy to create upon you. Very true. Because the power is looking for direction anywhere it can find it. So the more you know you're in charge of you and you're in charge of your creation through your free will, the more you get what you want. Yeah. That's true. Very true. And does that go hand in hand with the work that you do? You're a healer as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
so a very gifted healer and you, you've been helping you. thousands of people i mean it's I amazing clients all over the world wow yep. and how how did you begin how, how did you start this journey oh you know i was born <laughs> um <laughs> I used to channel a lot when I was a kid, which, by the way, all kids do. Um, you know, they talk about their imaginary friends. Well, they're actually still connecting with information coming in. But I, I would get messages when I was little. I knew when my grandmother was in trouble and made my mother at 3 a.m. in the morning. I was like eight, drive over there. And the gas was coming out of her stove. And um, my dad, uh, after he committed suicide, visited me in my room. Wow. And said, uh, you know, it's not your fault. It's you aren't responsible for this. I'm happy. I'm safe. Your job is just to go create you with as much joy as you can. And then he left. So I I have lots and lots of stories when I was younger. And then I put it away for a while. And, and then I met my husband, Christopher Stone. And he was involved in a philosophy called conceptology. And we would go drive down to Anaheim a couple of times a month to study uh, this philosophy, which was really about your thoughts create your life and um and then i got involved with science of mind not scientology science of mind which is a church which says your thoughts create your life that's where your power is and it just kind of expanded from there and then it went into brain science and i started realizing that Everything that I was teaching spiritually was also brain science. Like in the good book, it says, think only on these things, peace, love, joy. In brain science, it says, whatever you focus on, you create more of. So think only on the things you want, right? Um, as you believe, it's delivered to you. So there's no fate, there's no destiny. It's all about your belief system. So the more you break down your belief system, especially from conception to eight years old, the more you will find the blocks that you're hitting in your life and um, know why you can't break through to some of those places you want to break through to. I like the way you put that. So... It, it kind of goes hand in hand with the law of attraction and the thinking yes. of positivity and creating and manifesting the um, the things you want, the change you want within your lifespan. Yeah, it, my work goes, takes it beyond the law of attraction or the understanding of the law of attraction. Um, but yes, it is based in that you you said something um that rang a bell you said you seen your dad when he was crossed over um can you explain was it through the mind's eye was it through the physical eye was it no it actually was a light in my mirror that left and went to the middle of my room when i was trying to go to sleep and i i heard him like i hear my channel so I, I hear the messages. I don't hear like I'm hearing your voice, right? Um, but, you know, I, I've often thought if that was a scene in the movie, I would have I been afraid, right? Mm -hmm. I had no fear when that happened. It was so peaceful and there was so much love that I could feel in the room. Um, it was just natural to me. Yeah. And that was like a, um, a validation of oh, sure. uh, we go on and, and you have oh, to complete. Trust me, we go, 
you know, once we leave our body, our energy's free, we're happy, we don't take all the crap that we have loaded upon our shoulders on this plane. And all the messages of all the people I've talked to on the other side and that have talked to me through people like John Edward, they just their message is the same. Go be happy. Mm-hmm. Go be the most successful, happiest, freest person you can be. That's what they learn as soon as they cross over. Wow. John Edwards. I like John Edwards. I know. I, oh, watch I love John Edwards. Yeah. Yep. Love it. I like him. He's he's good. Him and I used to like uh, James Van Prague. He's going back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I believe you know Julia and I were paranormal investigators, um, and and you know we're firm believers in the other side, and and it's it's important that people like yourself just said that mm-hmm. we go on, which we know as investigators, but for yeah. the world to know, um, if a person loses a loved one. What's your recommendation to them to connect with that person? You mean for, for us down here or them yes. up there? Yes. Oh, for, well, you have to be open to it, first of all. Yes. Most people are afraid of it. You know, um, like I said to my older brother as he was making his way out, I said, you better connect with me in any way you can. So the first my brother was a minister who worked his way through seminary shooting pictures for Playboy. Again, the dichotomy of my family, right? Wow. So the first uh, sermon I ever heard him preach, he played on the record player for everything there is a season, a time to live and a time to... Yes. So I hear that song probably five times a week wow really yeah no matter what station i'm on (laughs) that is amazing and after he died the light in my office for a couple of weeks flickered on and off so uh, electrically it's easier for them to reach us electrically but we have to be open and we have to say, come on, come on, talk to me. You know, I'm not afraid. And you're right. A lot of people are scared. They're, they are scared. of yeah, that. Well, it's because of all the movies I've done. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's inspiring as well. Yeah. Um, you have to be open mm-hmm. and believe and you can't communicate. And, and I usually tell people myself the best validation sometimes you may hear a song on the radio. Not only does it remind you, but you can yeah. feel that person's and energy once more here in the physical realm. You can talk to and and connect with energy anywhere, anywhere. But you you have to believe. Most you know? definitely. Like when my mom passed away. Uh, my stepdad used to love to go for long drives on his own. And I said, Papa Jay, what was mommy's favorite flower? Oh, red roses. She always wanted me to bring a red. I said, you start looking for red roses. So he called me about three weeks later and he said, Didi, I was taking a drive and I was way far away from home and I stopped it at the rest stop to go to the bathroom. And as I'm walking to the bathroom, I look down and there's a long stem red rose right on the path. Mm-hmm. Look you at know, that. Who cares if somebody dropped it? My mom, my mom <laughs> created it for him. That's and very he had a lot of other he had a lot of other experiences with that too. Wow. That's amazing. And we can uh, attest we can to relate. that. Yeah, we can relate. To so that. let's talk about, you've been on so many movies. Um, have you ever been in a position in a movie where you're like, Oh, 
I took this role. This is scary. Or this is like, mm -hmm. is this something I can do? No. Wow. I've, no. I, I've been on, I, I've done roles where I go, why the fuck did I take this one? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on those sets. But no, uh, you know, the, my technique is I get out of the way and I channel the character. I let the character tell me what to do. I never wow. break down a script ever. I never uh, figure out where I'm coming from or going to. Or I, 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 I let the character be in the moment of that life. And then she, like in the dinner table scene in E.T., mm -hmm. when he says uh, he can't call his dad, he's in Mexico with Sally. I feel these tears coming up. And Mary says to herself, I can't let the kids see me cry. So I got up and left which was not in the script. And uh -huh. Stephen came over to me and said, Dee, why did you get up and leave? And I explained to him what happened. And in that moment, he brought the crew back. They, they built a kitchen set, set with a sink with running water. So he could take me over to the sink and bring me back into that big close-up where I said he hates Mexico. But oh. it all happened because Mary couldn't sit at the table. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, try to break Cujo down. Forget it. I was just going to bring this movie up. Oh, okay, my God. Forget That's another favorite of This everybody. is one of my, I have to say that this is really, honestly, one of my favorite movies. And I'm not just saying that because you're on our show. Oh, I it's really my favorite. mean it. Of my I loved this movie. How was it? How was this experience? It was hell. It was <laughs> the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and oh, my I'm the proudest of it, and it's my favorite movie. Wow. But you know, you just had to be in the moment. Yeah. I'm I'm working with a six-year-old kid who was phenomenal, by the way, and a dog. Yeah. And so you couldn't plan things out. You you had to deal with the kid and the dog and what's going on with her and, you know, what the, make sh sure you don't cover yourself from the camera while you're screaming, trying to get away from the dog. And I mean, it was crazy. It was well, crazy. And somebody asked Louis Teague, our director, um, Somebody asked him at an event we were at, how did you get that performance out of Dee Wallace? And he said, I didn't do anything. She channeled the whole damn thing. Wow. <laughs> Not true. He had a lot of guidance and a lot of love. Boy, I really was so fortunate to get Lewis as my director on that and to get Dan Blatt as my producer who kind of became like a big brother slash father figure for me. Yeah. Um, but it was hard, guys. They treated me for exhaustion for three weeks after I finished that film. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was tough. I'm still on adrenal supplements because I blew out all my adrenals. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, your body and your brain... They, they don't understand your acting. You're, so they think you're going through the same chemical adrenaline output and fight or flight as you would in real life. So for eight or nine weeks, I was in constant fight or flight every day. For every scene you saw, we probably filmed it 10, 12, 15 times. So... That's exhausting. I mean, yeah, it's just exhausting. It really, to think I, don't, about it, isn't it? <laughs> I don't 
think everyone really realized, you know, what it took probably to make that movie. I guarantee you they don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did an amazing job. And was the dog mean? What? <laughs> was the dog mean? Oh, no. There were 13 dogs that played Cujo. They were all babies and trained to go after toys. We actually had to tie their tails down because they were wagging them all the time. And there were so many dogs trained to do different tricks so that you would not overwork the dog. Yeah. They were so well taken care of by Carl Miller. He even slept in the barn with them. Aw. Yeah. Well, so, we have to watch now. I have to go watch this movie now. I have to. Well, now I want to watch E.T., The Hills Have Eyes, The Halloween <laughs> We're going to watch episode. We're writing, 13 we're writing Fan Boy, down. which was one of my favorites <laughs> as well. Have you seen Three from Hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that part. Three from Hell. That, that's right. Yes. That was another great movie, Rob Zombie. Now write that down too. Rob Zombie. <laughs> Actually, isn't he coming out with the monsters though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a voiceover in it. I don't actually appear in it. But, you know, he wrote me and said, gosh, would you consider doing this? And I said, Rob, you know I'll freaking do anything for you, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wow. he and Sherry are great, great people. Wow. Be great people. Amazing. Your phone must not stop ringing, honestly. <laughs> not much. <laughs> not much. I just but literally got back last night from uh, from uh, Dallas, Texas, doing a film called The Doll's House. Weird out there, a little film. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's that called? The Doll House? A doll's house. A, a doll's house. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. yeah, write that down. Doll's house. See, we yeah, love you. It's up on IMDb yet, but it will be. Has um, is there anything you haven't played any part that you may want to play in a yeah. movie going forward? I want to play a nun, um, who really questions her faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a serious way about the challenges of life and and how her religious teachings and her religious beliefs um, are in conflict with what she's experiencing in her life. I think it's a really important message to get out there. I heal so many people who are in limiting fear from early religious teachings. Wow. That's good. Well, you that's, can, that's... I mean, you can just start writing it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a writer. But I, uh, I did have a, a, a script commissioned for my daughter, Gabrielle Stone and I, and I really want to find somebody to do that. I really want to find somebody to do that film. Amazing. I like that. Wow. wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Um, and, and you're still going, which is the most incredible I mean, thing. You're still going, which well, is, uh, you know. Why not? What's the, what's the alternative? What does an actor do when they retire? <laughs> they uh, do they watch the old movies? <laughs> I was going to say that. Do you ever watch like, a, a replay of something you've played? Like Halloween or ET? Yeah, every once in a while, but you know, been there, done that. So, not a lot. Sometimes I'll sit down with my daughter um, and her guy and my guy and watch some old thing that I did that she hasn't seen. Mm -hmm. um, but not much. I just watched. Okay. After Cujo, this film was the hardest film I've ever done. It's called The Knicks. The Knicks. Uh, Anthony Ferrante, who did all the Sharknados, uh, okay. directed it. Yes. Uh, he just brought it over for me to look at. Dear God, it's 
it's out there, it's bizarre, it's it's a horror film, it's a suspense film, it's a psychological film. Wow. Uh, and I'm just freaking Looney Tunes in the whole thing. <laughs> and look like hell, by the way. As you've noticed, no. I don't really care about looking like hell in a lot of my stuff. Like uh, Greta in Three from Hell. Well, they're when, horror movies. When Rob sent that to me, I went, oh, my God, Rama, I have to do this part. But I have to look like shit. I have to dye my hair brown, no makeup, horn rim glasses. And there's a few seconds, and he writes back, okay. <laughs> okay. I and love how you tell the directors what to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just tell him that because I get it. Yeah. Character gives me this vision. So no, I would never tell my director what to do. I will definitely put out ideas and I will put out musings that take me over. But ultimately my job is to bring the director's you know, vision to life. So, but most of them listen to me. <laughs> I'm sure they Don't do. Tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> when, and one of the films or anything you've done um, in these movies, have you ever had a uh, spiritual encounter from the other side? It's not just they have to be home to have a spiritual well, encounter. With almost every character. Wow. <laughs> And I mean, I sincerely mean that because you have to understand, I get out of the way and the character moves in. So, okay. well, isn't that a spiritual encounter? Most you definitely. Allow other energy to come in, take you over, affect you. Yeah, for me it is. For oh. me it is. I've never I think John like Travolta that. said something like that. Yeah, I mean, sure. when he played John Gotti. Yeah. Um, the other, yeah, that I, I definitely believe that the other, the people who've crossed over sometimes want to be, um, they want it their way, their way, and they, they make the character feel that the person they were. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I I have never played someone who actually was alive. That would be a trip. The way using my technique that would be a real trip I would, love, I would love to see that i mean yeah <laughs> well you have so much going on and uh we're overwhelmed i'm sure the audience is yeah. so give um give our listeners a couple of words of inspiration and in, in, in um, such a place where they can feel hope and faith and love within you themselves love yourselves guys that's the first thing, love yourself. Get up every day and go, how can I love me more? Because you are so much more amazing than you will ever know. You are so much more powerful than you will ever know until you know it. And once you know it, you start experiencing it. And then the whole world just flows. It's pretty miraculous. Wow. I would definitely agree with that. Well, Dee, we just want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. We yeah. had the best time. Oh, yeah, this has been an awesome great time. time. Thank you. We, boy, did we cover a lot, huh, guys? We did. We sure did. I, I, we did. We were just going to say that. We did cover, I think, almost everything. And we're just so excited that we got to meet you and speak to you tonight. Most definitely. And 13 Fanboy, everyone, if you have not seen that film, you want to see the film. At all. Uh, and yeah. um, also, um, can you tell people where they can find you and all that good stuff? And yeah, book? sure. Uh, Critters Attack on Sci-Fi. That's really fun, too. A lot of people don't know it's on there. Uh, you can find me at IamDWallace.com. I have a free call-in radio show every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time where people call in and talk to the channel. You can ask anything from sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
anything you need discernment about or guidance about. I just finished, just passed my 650th show. Wow. So we've been going, yep, I do private sessions, um, again, all over the world, over the phone, mostly. So, so yeah. is that sort of like a, a remote viewing? Is that what that's like when you're hailing over the phone? No, I wouldn't call it a remote view, viewing. It's, again, all the information is here. All, all I'm doing is tapping into it. Okay. And the, the, the thing I, I would, my specialty is to look inside of people's energy and find out where their blocks are and where they started and who they started with and give them redirection so that they can start redirecting their brain to think in an entirely new and different way so their perspective can focus on what they want. Wow, very well said. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great show. And to the listener, uh, please share this. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge in this show and inspirational things. Look, here's some of the takeaways um, that Julie and I and, and now our incredible guests all agree on as well, that we do go on. We're energy. Yeah. Um, positive love, light, heal. Um, these are the, the founding things that we have to manifest to you know go forward. And and Dee has a lot more of abundance of knowledge into that. So you definitely want to try to reach out definitely. and get some healing. And also, if you haven't seen any of the movies, Go watch, them. watch them. I mean, it's 200 movies. That's more. Wow. More now. Yeah. yeah. More now. It's incredible. And Amazing. And more to come. Thank you so much, Dee. Thank you to our Thanks, listeners. Guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, we do. And wrap and it up, Joel. Special thank you to Carnation for fully sponsoring this show from day one. We love them. Yeah. And he's next Monday night on 105.3 FM from New Orleans. And stay tuned for Trish Mo with the missing piece. Thank you, Dee. We love you. You're Bye, amazing. Guys. Thank you. Bye. Have a great night. Everyone have a safe, great night. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye, Dee.